0: we're live well hey what's up guys this is Ben from United Q and I've got some guests on here with me as well um I'll start off by just giving our quick intro so um it's Wednesday which means we've got another awesome podcast to get you over hump day I'm here with my co-host Dan
1: hey what's up guys
0: and we're brought to you by ProQ Kamado Joe and Smokewood Shack are awesome sponsors. ProQues dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under ProQues Smokers. So if you think about buying your first smoker, wanting to upgrade or looking for charcoal cabinet smokers, then check them out over at Max Barbecue. And Kamado Joe's renowned for build quality and innovation from smoking roasting or searing, Kamado Joe's the premium ceramic grill. Chosen by Michelin-star chefs and barbecue enthusiasts alike, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out KamaraJoe.co.uk, plus Facebook and Twitter. It's much easier to get through that without you trying to put me off. Down, I must say. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you put yourself off.
0: <laughs> I don't think so. So yeah, we used to we we had some fun times when we used to record that intro when we first started off. It was crazy. but yeah, it's,
1: it's much funnier when no one can see you. The sort of stuff you can get up to uh, off camera.
0: This is a bit different today, actually, because people can actually watch on YouTube and see us goofing around.
1: See if that's probably best. See work. my bed face. It's currently uh, three in the morning here in Kuala Lumpur, so I've set an alarm to wake up in the middle of the night. It's a school night, so uh, I'm I'm in work mode and just but for the hundredth episode, anything is possible. So an early yeah. morning wake up to uh, chat to you guys.
0: Thanks for your dedication, mate. Thanks awesome. a lot.
1: Yes, yeah, a <laughs> yeah, Feel privilege.
0: Cool. So, I don't wake we up start for just... anyone. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> so, we'll go through. Just give a quick intro for everyone who's on today's special 100 episode. So, do you want to start off, Marcus?
2: Um, I'm Marcus, <clears> and I'm from Country with Smoke and UK Barbecue Magazine, and I like to barbecue.
0: <laughs> <is> an
3: understatement. <laughs> you like <to> you. <laughs> that's a good one
0: <laughs> and pitmaster x thanks for joining
3: us yes thank you for having me
0: good friend of the so, show um, it's well, nice to have you on again
3: yeah i'm happy to be back and uh it's been a long time and uh it's a bit off season right now for uh for a lot of people but Lee, we got some really uh, good fans, loyal fans, watching uh, every time. So, uh, hope some of my Facebook fans are chiming in right now, having uh, some uh, questions for us.
0: Yeah, definitely.
3: Looking forward to them.
0: And we've got Ty and Ian on from Max Barbecue.
4: Hey, how's it going? Hey, guys.
0: And you guys are also, I went, I was thinking up who can we invite on for the first, uh, for the first, for the hundredth episode, not the first one. 30th. I was thinking about the fact that you guys were one of our first, that when we first started the podcast, you were, I think me and Dan kind of winged it a bit on our own for a couple of goes. And then we got you on and we got Marcus on and then Ro, you were quite far, quite near the top of the list as well as we were working through. So it's awesome to finally go back and reflect and see what everyone's doing for this festive period so we've got some questions that people have been sending us and i thought we could all just have a general chat about the fact that christmas is coming up and we should talk about what all our christmas barbecue plans are
5: sounds good awesome
1: so guys ed does anyone have a particular absolute well what are our plans for christmas this year marcus do you have any plans right now
2: um, go for a nice walk with the kids, try and calm them down, and then uh, nice gentle afternoon cooking. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pop pop a turkey crown in the um, in the Traeger and set uh, that and let that take the strain and just have a nice easy easy day's cooking. Bit of smoke. Um, I've done I've done um, barbecue turkey now for the last sort of seven or eight years, so uh, just a nice easy cook this year I think.
0: Perfect. And what, how about you role? How, what are you going for?
3: Uh, well, I, I'm not sure yet. Uh, I know it's going to be a lot of family, uh, this year. And, uh, of course I've been making, uh, recipe videos for, for Christmas. Uh, I think now for already two to three weeks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, I'm think, uh, I'll just, uh, let, let, let my family surprise me with a, uh, with a good recipe. And, uh, yeah, put them to the challenge of, uh, creating some beautiful dishes and just sit and maybe do some dishes and clean the, clean the table, clear the table and stuff like that. But, uh, it's, it's going to be family.
0: What about the guys behind them? One of our most awesome products in barbecue. <laughs> well,
4: We've got the United nations coming to visit. We've got people from Australia, Egypt. And, uh, so Everyone's going to bring a bit of uh, something different. We're going to actually try and do some a Moroccan lamb, probably using one of Mr. Gower's uh, rubs. Um, there's going to be a masaka. And... Yeah, we've got some
5: um, tandoori chicken. Yeah, all sorts. But that's the Christmas Eve plans. We're also still doing like full barbecue and ham, uh, yeah, ham, ham and turkey and everything Christmas Day as well. So we've got two full days of Christmas, I think.
4: We're
2: all gone. We're back. We're back. Woo-hoo. <laughs> I don't know about you, <laughs> so I'm a bit sick of turkey already. I've been uh, I've been recipe testing lots of ideas, doing videos and stuff, and I think I've on four turkey cooks already. So uh, I'm getting a bit sick of it now. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Well, I, I, if you look at the. Yeah, if you look at the, 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 the things that people are cooking for uh, Christmas, is mostly, most people that start out are doing turkey, doing ham, stuff like that, and uh, when they get more into it, the, they're looking for like, uh, uh, like a whole hawk, a piglet roast, or something like that, and uh, after that, people come with bigger and bigger challenges, and um it's always uh, what I like to do is just if I do something for my family or a holiday uh, recipe, I just want it to be a, like a big roast, which I can set and then just walk away from and, you know, celebrate it with my family, maybe check on it one or two times and then make it easy on myself and have fun and drink a couple of beers, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I love to do. And just like Marcus <laughs> already <laughs> did, did, so many turkeys. Yeah. Yeah, uh, make it easy
4: that's that's the trick we we only have turkey once a year so um, we're going to do it we're not like you um guys constantly (laughs) pumping out recipes so you know if you've got any good ones send them over (laughs) (laughs) yeah i did did do a turkey last, turkey last sunday with my mates it was quite
0: good fun we had an impromptu christmas it was really good Awesome. I think I'm on my third Christmas dinner so far this year already, as well. <laughs> you did a
1: uh, a Jotisserie turkey cook, didn't you, the other day?
0: Yeah, yeah. I've just I, I uploaded the video to that this morning as well, but I've f- scheduled it to upload, and then I forgot that it was actually happening, so I didn't post it anywhere to show anyone. <laughs> but check uh, it out. It's probably one of the like. Yeah. It's probably one of the longest videos I've ever made. It is.
3: <laughs> it's really good, but I forgot about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. it's, um, it's like 20 minutes long, for it, which is very long for a video. But the, um, I was just really lucky because yeah. I, I went into Dart's farm butchers to ask them if they could debone and roll a turkey for me. It's based on our conversation we had actually on the podcast, Dan, when you said oh, it'd be really cool to do that on the rotisserie. So I thought I'd give it a go. I'm
3: full of guidance
0: yeah that was the first one you've had but yeah um we um
3: <laughs> it's a bit <laughs> tricky though right uh doing it on the rotisserie yeah you gotta be uh looking to now it's harder to not screw it up on the rotisserie yeah, definitely
0: that's what that's what i thought so i gave it a go and i went into the butchers and i asked them about it because my idea originally was that i would debone and roll it in the video to show how to do it but i realized
1: you had no idea how to do that. I have no idea
0: how to do it, and a turkey costs like 50 quid. So. so I thought, maybe I'll get the experts to do it. And I was like, actually, can I film you? And I thought, if I go in close enough, I might be able to get away with saying it was actually me. But no, I gave him the credit. I gave him the credit. So, <laughs>
4: um, so the the last 10 to Yeah, were you eating the turkey, was it?
0: yeah yeah i do at the very end i scoff it it's quite it's a.
4: It's an emotional
0: roller coaster really of a video you've got everything it's got it's got comedy it's got education um it's got food it's got music
4: like a watch.
0: yeah i am um, put
5: the link out
0: mate yeah i will i'll share the link that'd be a good idea I've, i even play my granddad's melodeon in it so there you go wow <laughs> full of the gimmicks <laughs>
3: It's like ben, can you accordion. see if, uh, if we're getting questions coming in? Do you see that or... Uh, I'm not do, sure, do we still to be honest, not honest have
0: because any? when I just tried to look, it messed it up. Because <laughs> uh, someone else had okay. a go. When I tried to open the video up to see if what questions people were posed, it made it freeze. So. I'll, uh,
5: I'll see if we can get out there. Okay. Can't you get Louise to ask us some questions?
0: Yeah. We've got some questions already actually, because we Posted out, does anyone got any questions for us? And I've actually got a little bank of them here, so I can I, can I go ahead and ask some of the questions that have already come in? Yeah, some of them aren't specifically Christmas themed, but I want to, I'd like to go for them anyway. Um, so I don't know who wants to answer it, but from Artist on Twitter, he asked us, What's our favorite barbecue rubs and sauces?
3: Oh, you take oh, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> now there are there are a lot of good rubs out there, um, and the funny thing is that if, to me, like a good rub, is um, it, it's the the main thing is that um, of course the the basic ingredients are always uh, salt and sugar. And uh, then you get black pepper, garlic, onion, uh, and paprika powder. So the main thing is um, what sets a good rub apart from a bad rub is that you don't specifically taste uh, paprika powder, garlic powder, or onion powder. Powder. The mix should be um, should be very um, yeah homogenous. You know, it should blend all together. It should like match. Sometimes you get a lot of um, all-purpose barbecue rubs and you put it in your mouth. It's just you know uh, garlic powder onion powder or paprika powder and that's the rubs that are just uh, Below average then you get the rubs that have a nice blend <clears throat> and Then above that there are some rubs that uh, Not only they blend really good together, but they add so much to uh, like uh, like an ingredient And I have a few favorites. I must say, I really, really do like uh, Don Marco's rubs. Um, And I also specifically like one from Utenheim Barbecue. He has the bacon goodness, which is like... uh, I eat it with my family every week on a chicken. Every week I put a chicken in the barbecue, and we eat it as a family dinner, as like a roast with vegetables. And we put uh, bacon goodness on it, and it's like the best for our family dinner. The kids love it. Like uh, it has it has some bacon flavor in it. So
2: that don Don Marco I think that's my favorite pig wing. The Don Marco pig wing one is amazing. I really yeah, like yeah. that. You saying about Don Marco Rub, so that pig yeah. wing one is uh is pretty special.
0: You guys tine in. I've seen you guys have had those on your stand at a few events, haven't you?
4: Yeah, I mean, we we go back with uh, Marco quite a long way, and um, sort of I've known Don Marco for probably a good 11, 12 years now. And um, yeah, when he first started making the rubs, the the pig wing was, I mean, I think when he only had like four or five rubs together, the pig wing was one of the first, and it was just, it's it's just a mind blowing rub. Um, we love giving it out on chicken. And when we're demoing and people's faces they they can't believe they're actually eating chicken they think it's bacon and you know it's it's just it's a it's a really cool rub I, I love
2: it' I, I've, been, I've been layering that up with um, the victory lane uh, cherry bomb rub which is really sweet cherry rub and then I layer that onto ribs and then I put the uh, the pig wing on On top of that, and it's uh sensational on ribs. really, really one of my favorite combinations that is cherry and fruit uh, with cherry as well
4: yeah i the other rubs I think are that are really worth mentioning are the Angus and Oink ones um you know they you know, especially the collab ones that they're doing with miss Piggies. um really uh really good rubs. As uh, Roel was saying, you know, you don't want our rub to uh, just have <coughs> nice flavour popping out. Um, it's got to blend and also not hide the taste of the, the sort of protein that you're cooking. Yeah.
3: When, when are you out a rub, Roll? What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I, I, got, I, I have like... Uh, two really good rub recipes and I tried to get them on the market now for, I think two years. I've been working on that and I've been working on it so hard that, uh, uh, that it's not there yet. So, <laughs> 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 so it's, so it's like, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's, um, it's like, a. uh, uh, <laughs> Every time I, uh, I I'm almost finished with the rub, I think oh, I can do it a little better. I can do a little better. But uh, hopefully, um, 2018, um, I got uh, a rub called Superlicious coming up and uh, Boombastic. That's the idea. Uh, not making any promises. Could be 2019. Could be 2020. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, Let's uh, get
4: your
3: pre in uh, now. My three yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, hear I think uh, I, I'll I'll start one of those GoFundMe things where people put the money in and then uh, two years later get the product. Yeah, that's a good that's idea. Nice. Just do that. <laughs>
2: yeah. I hear your pain. I've been trying to get my own going as well, so I know I know how it's it's not straightforward.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's you know barbecue is about having fun. So uh, you know if it's getting stressful or it's getting to look like it's a lot of work, and you know, um, it's got to go with the flow. You know, uh, um, for me and Marcus, we have to work with uh, companies that really want to work with us as well. It's not something that um, I can do on my own on the side because uh, I, w- I want I want to be part of like. Um, A company that, um, you know, has the same interest, has the same motivation and the same mindset about barbecue that I do. It's not only about making money, it's also about, um, yeah, you know, it's about culture, barbecue culture. And, uh, you know, you have to work together. That's uh, for the long run. That's most important.
4: Yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah, definitely. uh, It's ready when it's ready, right?
3: Yeah. (laughs) It's ready when it's ready. It's on the market when it's on the market. <laughs> no promises.
0: Uh, n- next question. No, I'll skip that one. Why does my wife spend all the money? Uh, the next one. I <laughs> want to your- I wanna yeah. answer that. <laughs> I want to answer that. i going to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> that for Tim on, on Twitter. <laughs> uh, uh, I can answer this one uh, it's one from you here, Marcus actually so you're asking yourself a question but I can answer this one who's the better barbecuer <laughs> Ben or Dan it's clearly me uh, next one <laughs> <laughs> Love
2: that. I that right away doesn't even give him a chance
4: <laughs> okay I don't, I, don't, I don't
1: need to answer that Every, everyone knows the answer to that question I think just sit here. I'll just sit no, here i we
4: not talking about microwaving Dan <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs>
0: I I can be
1: rubs. I feel that we need to give John Gower a shout. out John Gower is like the only commercial rubs that I really really enjoy. I, every time I pick up one of John Gower's rubs and give it a go, quite quite what was Farm's rubs, I just like just knock, knock me off uh, knock my socks off really. I just really enjoy all of his rubs. They're flavors that maybe that I would probably pass like are they're very synonymous to like homemade rubs I feel I feel like they're like the homemade rub sort of commercial rub like the sort of flavors you'd want to put together for these things but also he brings in inspiration and stuff from from his travels and from things that he's tasted from around the world and it's sort of like it's it's a really nice way to to get these different vibes or get these different tastes that you're going for with with these different uh, cooks so I just want to give John Gower a shout out there before we move on from rubs because yeah, I have to say indeed. his rubs are one of my favourite.
5: Yeah, it's also it's really refreshing to see something that, that isn't just American barbecue style. It's really nice to get some like piri-piri in there, some Cubans and, you know, all of that sort of thing. And it's, yeah, I, I think they're fantastic as well. They're really nice for when you want something a little bit different. Yeah, definitely, definitely.
2: What, what I think is amazing is you compare the, UK Barbecue Rub Market now was two years ago. And there was, there was next to nothing available two years ago. And now there's some fantastic rubs. I mean, Jackie Waits just bought out hers. Uh, the Firefly guys have bought out theirs. I'm, I'm really lucky I get sent, sent people's rubs to try all the time. I'm really fortunate. And there's some amazing rubs coming out. There really is. And, you know, and, yeah, you can make your own. But sometimes it's just nice to get a bit of inspiration from other people as well.
0: Yeah, and I, I really like it when you get a rub where you kind of like, how do they do that? And like, it, it intrigues me with some of the rubs. It's got the the one that Jackie Waite recommended to me right near the beginning in the podcast was that Obercue's sweet and heat rub, and I I just don't know how to recreate the flavor of that rub. It is I really like it as a rub. It's very different to any other rub, and I just I don't know. There's something in it which I don't know what it is, and I quite like that. It intrigues me.
2: I like trying to work out the ingredients and trying to back, you know, back work them out. But some of them are really hard to as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Awesome. You happy, Dan? We allowed to move on now. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. What barbecue product has most changed your life?
1: Not including the podcast, obviously, it's other things.
0: Yeah, yeah, other things. Yeah, this has impacted <laughs> thousands, if not millions, of people's lives. But we're after a specific product, not a way of life.
4: Wow, that's a that's a difficult one.
5: <clears throat> I think, like to begin with, for me, it was a digital thermometer. Like that was something that when I picked up, I got like a whole ton more confidence. With my cooking because I knew exactly when something was ready because I knew what temperature it was at so that for me like at the beginning made a really big difference to my cooking over coals so, like it it allowed me to be more confident <clears> in what temperature the barbecue is running at what temperature my food's at um it takes away that like oh what's going on under the lid like that temptation to lift it because you know what temp it's at
0: yeah definitely I think that's always like people say to us, like, what do you recommend? I'm just getting into barbecue. And that's always probably the first thing we would recommend to anyone is make sure for what maybe more like a, a firmer pen style thing. But after that, being able to monitor your temperature inside the barbecue when the lid's on there, that's, that is like, that's revolutionized barbecue for me really to go from having to constantly keep lift of lid off, have a quick check, how's it going, putting the lid on and, that changes everything you can cook once you realize that.
1: Do you know what's Another quite nice to me? Is once I got my first sort of uh, like leave-in thermometer, let's just say mm-hmm. that for instance, it just gave me so much confidence because you actually just saw how much the, the the pits just sort of run themselves once they get going. Like, I mean, I, I, I started using a ProQ Excel and they really do just sit themselves. They find a temp, whatever temp you set up at, and they just sit there. So... But before you see that, like, on a, on a thermometer, you just doubt yourself. You, you stand there, doubt yourself. Is that the temperature? What's it doing? Playing with events, doing this, doing that. But, but I think, yeah, it gave me that confidence just seeing that it was, well, actually, it's just sat there. It's just sat at 250 or 275, 22, whatever, whatever it is, you've got it set up at, just leave it alone. Let it, let it cook, let it go. It was just something that just, yeah, like I said, gave me the confidence
4: just to, that everything was all right yeah yeah for sure yeah for me i think the barbecue industry here in in europe has just over the last 10 years has just gone absolutely bananas in a good way where i mean you just look at the charcoals available um you know uh, the woods available you know when we first started you could only get charcoal in a supermarket um so you know which was pretty bad quality stuff and now you're getting, you know, local guys doing charcoal, uh, there's coconut charcoal, there's, you know, olive wood charcoal and it just, <clears throat> it's, it's one of the, the sort of main uh, parts of barbecue and, uh, you know, it just makes it so much easier if you've got a good, a good fire uh, that you can rely on to burn for, for a long time.
0: Definitely how about you pitmaster x
3: (laughs) i think the thing that i I posted a picture on instagram uh last week i think and these were the three things that uh, i've had for a long time and one thing is uh, like one of these torches you know the the um, the small creme brulee torches oh yeah then the version of this was a really good industrial version of it. And I've had it now for, I think, over three years, which is rare for these things because you either lose them or they, like, break or whatever. But this thing, sometimes I'm even poking this one in the ash and it clogs up. I just I blow it and just it, it runs again. So that's been with me for a long time. Uh, I also have, like, a uh, the thing that's, like, I see nobody use but uh, uh, one of these terracotta pots, you know, that they use for making paella, stuff like that. These things, they work really, really well. Everybody loves cast iron and I understand why people love cast iron. But I think terracotta works even better because you still have like a really smooth surface. And uh, terracotta really takes fluids much better than cast iron. You don't have to look after terracotta. Uh, pots, and they kind of they keep the heat. Um, they they divide the heat, so it's becoming a more equal heat. So I have one of those bowls that is really great, um, and the third one is a uh, uh, barbecue thong. I have one from Hustler that I had for it must be it must be at least seven or eight years, and, and if you I put it uh, Tongue,
4: a
0: thong? Oh,
3: yeah, tongue, yeah a tongue. it's, it's Ian's thong. I, I don't know how you pronounce it. It's like yeah. tongue,
0: tongue is is. is... <laughs> Dan, Dan wears those when he barbecues as well.
3: <laughs> yeah, barbecue thong. barbecues never look so I've, good. And can you, and, and can you imagine? I have, I have it for seven years already.
4: Wow, <laughs> I know. Maybe it. you wash it regularly.
3: <laughs> this is my luck? No, you don't wash it, <laughs> you wash of all the luck. <laughs> So, uh, but if you in if you, if one of the tongue if you hold them up, it locks automatically so you don't have those um, that you have like to lock at, at the bottom yeah so that, that works really well, well. but um, yeah I switch so many barbecues and I switch so many things some monitors whatever but these, these things they, they, they just stick with me and I think the terracotta one is the one that amazes me most because in my opinion everybody should be using terracotta in a barbecue.
4: You'll have to be putting
3: some more roasties
4: in your terracotta pot.
3: Oh. So what? Whiskies? <laughs> roasties. Whiskies <laughs> as well, yeah.
0: <laughs> what about you, Dan? Have you got a favorite? <laughs> I think we should go to Marcus. <laughs> Marcus is drinking beer though.
2: That's <laughs> <laughs> not gonna stop me. But if, if Roll's are laid three, then I'm a laid three, I think. Yeah, go on. Okay, okay. Um so thermopen, obviously, I mean the that like when I when I do the classes, that's the first thing I say to people to get you can cook you can cook on um just over some some uh circle of stones with a fire pit. You know, as long as you, you can check your temperatures and know and it's you know, a little steak it's easy to know, but a, a big bit of meat you just need to know. Um thermopen's the quickest way really. Um Probably the other one would be a wood-fired oven of some sort. Um, and um, as, as much as I love barbecue, I started with wood-fired ovens, and I love that searing heat. I mean, you can cook pizza in it, but there's so much more. You can cook steaks and fish and seafood, and I, I wouldn't be without a wood-fired oven. I I do probably almost as much wood-fired oven cooking as I do in a barbecue, and that's what I learn outdoor cooking on, and I love it. Um, probably the third one would be a Luftlighter of some sort I've always got one in my hand I'm lighting a fire I light my stove inside with it and just I don't know it just, just gets it going so quick I light so many fires it just uh, you know just saves so much time especially when the weather's outside like this it's a bit you know it's howling outside now and uh, if I wanted to light the barbecue then uh, yeah that would just get it going quickly yeah
0: That's,
1: uh, I, I agree in you know, it like light is great but Oh, there's something special about it, just lighting, lighting charcoal, charcoal chimney, especially in the cold as well. And just watching it light up, it's—I don't know there's something a bit special about that as well. I think
0: you've kind of stuck to the chimney like always, there, Dan. Really, haven't you? that's just—you've done it. That's it. You've your chimney through and through. It's all part of it. Yeah, light, <laughs> light
1: the fire for me. I don't know, just something I love. It's a big part of it, and and I, I, I would miss it. I think
0: definitely. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, I like the chimney. Propane so it's a lot quicker.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it, the thing is, with it, with a chimney, it's only like five ten minutes anyway. So it's not like you're you're not adding like a you're waiting for your oven to
4: preheat for yeah. longer than that anyway. You can't do an afterburner on a loof lighter. Huh?
0: <laughs> no, um. <laughs> don't know. You might be able to. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'll leave that to the experts <laughs> to try. <laughs> do that the next video? Maybe like
0: a little steak medallion or something. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the next video. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, hopefully, it won't be 20 minutes long.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, you, can see do you, it. you can do like Steve, uh, you okay. can butcher a steak medallion. <laughs>
3: You can do the flipping grid, set it on the side, and then use the Louvre lighter to uh, grill sausages or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. (laughs) I
0: I think the flavor
4: would be amazing.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Air fryer. It's an air fryer.
4: Yeah. Okay. So one of you uh, video gurus will have to get it out there and see what you can do. (laughs) All right. Or if anyone who's... Why why was was this?
2: nice wagyu begging for doing
0: something with that'd be a bit of a waste of wagyu like that yeah maybe not a wagyu yeah <laughs> cool right so next up on the agenda <laughs> um, what do we think then what do we think the next big thing or the next craze that's coming to barbecue is what does everyone see coming out of it
3: it's already here. What is it? It's those uh, yakitori-style grills. Yeah.
0: yeah. Isn't? Yeah.
3: Yakitori and perilla. I think. Yeah. I think it's
5: cooking over live fire. Like, um, I think that's the next thing because it's a li- it's even a little bit more challenging than like chucking something in the cabinet or a, or a water smoker or anything. Because like it sits at a stable temperature, you know what it's doing, it's fine. But when you've got like a proper fire going and you've got to control it and move things about a bit, it's a bit more more
4: exciting. I think that's coming. coming yeah. Yakitori, you can't sleep, Uh, you know, or we'll even look away for the second.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you nice really about, sleep. <laughs> like nice about Yakitori, we're talking about like sort of Asian sort of influences on barbecue and uh like a lot of the barbecue over here from what I've seen so far is grill in the middle of the table and then people it's a more social so it's sort of like again it goes back to what barbecue is anyway a social gathering like what is barbecue really about everyone coming together and, and the way the asians do it is a barbecue in the middle of the table and everyone has their food there's lots of different dishes around and they select a little bit of this a little bit of that it's going on the grill they're all doing their own thing and i think that's quite a nice a nice little uh so it's possible with these acutory grills that are coming out and people are using It's it's quite a nice way to cook quite a Nice social way
3: to cook Yeah, yeah. and th- the thing is that if you look at the future, you know uh, people are worried about uh, consumption of meat uh, for health reasons and for like environmental reasons so if you are looking to You know, a a larger and larger audience is worried about it. And I think people are moving much more towards like grilling fish um, and, you know, grilling smaller portions, grilling vegetables, stuff like that, and really fits the Japanese style of eating. So I think for restaurants as well, you know, having a yakitori grill, live fire, um, and, you know, it it fits the idea of uh, what, what a lot of people want these days.
0: Yeah. Um, Ian, Ty, can you can you for people who don't know what a yakitori grill is, can you kind of explain what it is?
4: Okay, so so essentially you've got um, a really uh, hot fire, so you, you're probably cooking. Um, I would say anything up from five hundred degrees. Um, you're really your food's really close to the fire, and you're you're constantly turning. Um, it's, it's so quick uh, to do, say a skewer is going to take you maybe at the most a minute, um, you know, and uh, it's, it's just, um, I think the way I got inspired by that uh, barbecue sort of video where they had a Japanese guy there and he was, he, he was explaining, I mean, he's, he's like a, a master yakitori and uh, shut so the table or something yeah like. uh, it was just yeah you know just the. not only I mean what gives me joy is not only the the flavors that come out of the yakitori but the way this guy actually uh, prepared everything um, it just looked fantastic um, you know everything was uh, it you know fits in well with my OCD everything was exactly the same size yeah. and, uh, yeah, it's it's just a. I mean, you know, we've got our little yakitori's art, um, and it took me a day to get used to cooking that way again. Um, but I absolutely love it. Um, it's, you know, we're coming from Africa. You know, a braai is is cooking over fire. Um, you're not cooking alone, and slow. You're, you're not roasting or anything. Um, so it's it brings back that. Uh, you know the activity and the the sort of show of cooking um, which is I really enjoy it I mean you know and it's it's not like you're you're sitting down and you you've got one guy cooking for a couple of hours um, standing by himself in the smoke with the yakitori it's over so quickly and everyone can get involved
0: yes it's quite it's interesting you say that actually because when I think when when Dan and I when we started this podcast like one of our people always used to ask us like, how did you get into barbecue and stuff? And we always used to say that one of our big inspirations really was around like the fact like for me, especially when I was younger, I remember my dad being at the barbecue and it was like the hub of the party. Everyone was around the barbecue, getting the food and everything. And only as you're saying that now, I kind of subconsciously realized that nearly everything I'm cooking on the barbecue now, I cook well before people arrive. And then by the time they arrive at our house, I've like served up all the food already for them yeah. to eat and now there's none of this going out and standing around the barbecue because I'm done with the barbecue by the time they arrive, I'm resting the meat for an hour.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, When we started 13 years ago um, in the UK, uh, you know, it was uh, what I called a, a sausage burning nation. Um, and that was it. You went to a barbecue and everyone was grilling. Uh, and you, invariably, if you if you picked up the tongs, you were sort of stuck there um, yeah. for up to two hours, cooking for everyone else, yeah. know, your eyes watering in that. And that's why I love the smoking side of the low and slow part is, you know, you could put stuff on and be part of the party and, and just, you know, it was uh, very difficult to fail on it. Um, so yeah, in that regard, I mean, now that I've done that for for so long, um, it's quite nice to get back to, to sort of really high heat. Uh, quick cooking, so yeah, and, and also yeah. I think that
1: like uh, the the sort of Japanese and also I'm going to say Korean because uh, I'm really into the Korean barbecue at the moment is you sort of get rid of a lot of the gimmicks and it's really sort of uh, produce based. So you're talking about getting like some really really good quality steaks, some good quality meat, uh, thin mm-hmm. slices, and then you really appreciate sort of every little bit that you're eating. So. I don't know, it it sort of gets rid of, like I mean, like we've all talked about rubs, we love rubs, we love this, but also like a lot of it is uh, just about the the meat and about the veg in itself and sort of uh, just the single ingredients you're cooking one at a time or a couple of things at a time and building up a a mouthful at a time really. So I I just think it's it's a really nice way to cook and to eat as well, to appreciate, especially if you're using good ingredients like sort of – I don't know, it's a nice beef or whatever it may be. Yeah,
4: yeah.
0: Definitely. So we all need a yakitori. That's the next thing we need then. <laughs> Everyone yeah. add that to the Christmas list quick.
3: Yeah, you want a really? uh, the It's like the grill is called different though. It's like shinshuri, or it's not a yak- yak- yakitori, it's like the chicken, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. There's different names for the grills. Um, you can get a little little round one, which is the Shishirin grill. You can get the Conroe grills, which are the sort of rectangular and square ones. They're made out of quite thick sort of diatomite. It's it's yeah. it's that style of grill. You, you get hibachi as well, which is, is, you know, we all know hibachi grills. But uh, yeah, there's, there's, yeah. there's a lot of different styles of, of grills, and they're all that ultra-high heat, close-contact grilling, and it's
5: brilliant. I love it.
3: Now we all need to get (laughs) Binchiton.
5: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'll be more expensive than the
4: beef.
3: Yeah. Yeah. uh, I don't care.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Where's our our delivery of Binchiton from our friend, bro?
3: Yeah, we're waiting. I'm waiting. (laughs) I'm waiting longer than I'm waiting on my own reps, man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've got a little box of Binchiton about that big, but I don't want to use it because I'm so. Yeah, I want to save it. But <laughs> That's okay. Send
3: it to us. We'll use it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come, give it to me. Now, I use, when I Google it, in Google Shopping, it comes up as a, health, uh, as a beauty product. Mm. Yeah. So you can buy it as a beauty product, but you can't buy it to grill with. It's ridiculous. Yeah,
4: it's because of the price, roll.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the
2: best, I've, I've, I've cooked on a couple of these grills, and the best alternative is actually the, the ProQ Cocoa Shell Brigettes. They're absolutely brilliant. Once you get yeah. that up, up, raging, because the idea is that you don't want it to flare up when the fats, you know, you've got, got high heat and the fats that drip down, you don't want them to flare up, and it doesn't with the tank And it's the same with the cocoa shell briquettes. You, you, you don't get that flaring up, you get that nice solid heat, and it doesn't flare up, and that's what you want. Yeah,
3: yeah,
4: flames are not Yeah, well,
3: yeah. Yeah, Still, I want the bench <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I want it.
0: So we had a question about what's the weirdest thing you've ever barbecued.
3: Uh, well, you, th- think... you shouldn't ask things like that.
4: Yeah, mean, I'm not going barbecued, but I'm going cold smoked. And cold smoked tofu. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing I've ever... Tofu. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of stick for that.
0: Yeah, I bet. Such a hipster, you. Yeah. Sorry. I
4: think you're such a hipster. Yeah. Such a hipster. Such a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't for me, mate. <laughs> uh, you're
0: going to get more stick but, for but it now. If you're from,
3: <laughs> and yeah. if you're from South Africa, they eat everything there. So you put on a whole goat and all yeah, the organs go in:
4: crocodile um, eyes, you know, uh, a lot of uh, sort of impala, kudu, uh, lots of wild animals um
3: you know that's just uh it's just normal especially you guys yeah especially you like endangered endangered animals right you especially love those mostly in
4: china
3: we do those
4: (laughs) all right let's let's move on (laughs) bro
3: i i think uh the weirdest what people freak you know i like to try different things every time but um what people freaked out about is like sweet bread yeah you know the 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 growing organs of a veal and uh i made a video about that and like almost nobody watched it and the people who watched it said what (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna eat that it's like okay why not you know it's like uh used to People eat it a lot. It was very popular in restaurants in the nineties, and but now people don't eat it anymore. It's like weird. They often, in general, people just sort of I don't know. Just
1: it's not as common anymore. Offal and and or I don't know. I guess over here, offal is like massively common. Like there's there's offal being grilled everywhere. You I mean, know, like chicken hearts. Uh, we did we yeah, had chicken heart. Uh, what did what did I just write about in the so like chicken heart skewers and stuff? There's there's like there's so much awful over here, which is amazing in my opinion. But yeah, people just frown or put their nose up
5: at awful, which is
1: yeah, which is interesting. I
5: genuinely yeah, are, I think coming back. I think we're seeing more and more people because, like Roll said, like the sort of moral um, moral stance on on meat is changing, and I think people. Are wanting to see less waste and to see um, better meat sourcing um, and and I think I think with that will come people eating more awful because otherwise it it is just wasted um, yeah. and and it also makes great food like why why not eat it
3: yeah the only reason I was I
5: was it doesn't come packaged in a pretty plastic box anymore
3: yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and you know, and you don't grow up with it anymore. You know, our parents used to eat it. I was at um, at an event where Ted Rita was grilling in Germany, and uh, he had um, rabbit's kidney, okay. and it really was really delicious. I was really amazed by it. You know, the liver and the heart was there, but the um, the rabbit's kidney was absolutely delicious, and I want to look for it because I wanted to make a video on it, but... Um, the, the the thing is that um when I searched it I could only find it as dog food in uh, animal stores, animal uh so it was in pet stores, so it was kinda like weird. It was you know in the Netherlands it's mm. dog food, but
4: lucky dogs.
3: Yeah. <laughs> lucky dogs, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So no video on uh rabbit uh kidneys.
0: Not yet. <laughs> Just a nice smoked Not dog yet. food one.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with Roll about the sweetbreads. But, um uh, they're very underrated. I mean, I I did a, a video as well on sweetbreads and like Roll, nobody watched it. Bizarre, but actually it was d- delicious. And I, I think they're going to be yeah. one of one of those ingredients that really comes comes on because people just need to wake up to how good they are when the, they're cooked on a grill, nice chair, Sear them off, you know, get a nice high heat, you know, and, and cross them up, and they're lovely, they're beautiful.
3: So when we get together, Marcus, we're just grilling uh, sweetbread and uh, rabbit's uh, kidney and <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing
4: is uh, bone
2: marrow, and you know I'm, I'm a bit addicted to yeah. bone marrow at the moment. I, I love it. I've, I've been making like um, compound bone marrows and mixing it with herbs and garlic, mixing it with chimichurri and then smearing it onto steaks and stuff, and it's it's absolutely stunning stuff, you know. And, uh, yeah. and up, you know, you see, you see bone marrow being sort of, it's coming on now, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful ingredient. You can add it as a fat to anything, and it's, it's great. You know, if you're making burger mix, add it. Add, uh, add the bone marrow. It's just adds so much good flavor to, to, to me, I think.
1: And so cheap yeah. as well, and often free. If you're at your butchers, you can often get some bones for free, or a whole heap of bones for cheap as well. So it's such a cheap thing to do, and it's a, it's amazing to do. But well, if you
3: buy, if, if you buy it in the Netherlands, it's actually quite expensive. I think they caught on to that. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone uh, said, "Hey, wait a minute."
4: Yeah, don't tell anybody. Bone mirrors nice, but don't tell anyone.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think I think when they started it. Galling uh god's butter i think that gave it away that someone yeah. thought hey i could be making money here yeah.
0: <laughs> i think that is we're kind of a, like a, a problem for our own success really are not we because we all find the like next new cheap thing and then broadcast it to everyone and then suddenly it's not cheap anymore <laughs>
4: yeah I'm, I'm looking for the guy that said ribeyes were good yeah uh,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: We need to start a secret
5: society.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll join. You can join yeah. our secret club. <laughs> yeah. Let's try it the that, other like, way around. It Wagyu help beef if we... is
1: really, really bad. Really, really, really bad. Everyone hates it.
0: But Wagyu, it's yes. Really disgusting. disgusting isn't it?
1: <laughs> Let's see if we can influence so my I'm trying.
3: Yeah, I'm trying real hard to set everybody off and and trying to uh, make them think sweet bread tastes good. But your guys you guys are not helping, you know. We gotta get yeah, them um, the sweet bread so the other stuff gets cheaper. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Cool. Have we got we could go back to a bit of Christmassy. We've got some question about uh, from Barbecue Stew on Twitter actually saying uh, what's your favorite way to cook a turkey?
2: Like okay, I first
0: uh, Yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, please do.
2: Um, i I just i just cook it nice and simple i've done i've done brines they're great um i one of the first ways i did it was just inject it with absolutely shed loads of butter till there's butter pouring out of it just keep going keep going just got get loads of butter on nice bit of dry rub on and then into the smoker absolutely nail that temperature 70 degrees when you take it off and let it rise by itself to 74 that's perfect. I don't know if you saw my last video, but literally, there was juice dripping out of it. It was amazing. It's nice and simple. That's for me. Sorry. <laughs>
5: yeah, I so think I'm actually, I'm actually exactly the same. I love it. Really simple. Lots of lot of the butter injected. I did it with a crown last Sunday, um, but after I injected it, I put it in a tray in the barbecue, and then sort of three quarters of the way through the cook, I went with my injector and like sucked up all the butter that come out and just re-injected it again. Came out incredibly. I'm I'm a little bit um, little bit chancy. I like to pull it off at 65, and then rest it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Always on so the, like the edge. Oh yeah. yeah. I, don't know, I think that, that um lower temp gives you more moisture, um, and, and also you rest it to come up, so it, it is mostly safe. I still haven't still haven't
1: been Almost safe. It's still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If not, I'll just use a look lighter.
0: i don't ever inject mine at all i've like i've never felt like i've needed to how does that that? yeah i don't know i don't know it's like
3: yeah i like to uh, you know we, we, we like with a turkey it's like with um with chicken if you are able to cook it uh in the way that it's still juicy, and you can taste the flavor of the turkey really well. Uh, you don't need to inject it, but if uh, if you find it to be challenging, uh, I think it's a good thing to inject. You know, it's like a, an instant brine that you can add to your turkey, which helps to keep it moist. And uh, I like the idea of Thai You're injecting the fluids that come out of it. That's that's a great idea. Keeping the flavors in.
0: Yeah, I wonder if yeah. I wonder if there's a kind of a bit of a miss. I don't know if misconception because obviously everyone does it, but everyone everyone assumes that turkey is dry meat, and I, d- I don't know if that's the case in in yeah. the barbecue world because uh, I've never every time I've cooked the turkey on the barbecue, it's never been dry. Um, I've cooked it yeah, using the same method. turkey. No, but I just cook it's it the same way turkey. as I cook any other meat with a probe in it. And I think that probably the reason yeah, why no, it's always dry is because people aren't probing in their oven at home and they're worried about it not being cooked properly, and they're just overcooking it. and I think probably our barbecue methods actually solve the whole dry turkey theory anyway.
4: Yeah, I think it's the,
3: the yeah,
4: temperature's it. key to that. Um, you know, cooking in your oven guys are cooking at uh, much higher temperatures, and it does dry up. Um, I used to hate turkey at Christmas. Um, until I started barbecuing it. And, uh, you know, we've had, we have a lot of people around for Christmas and, you know, everyone's the same. They just, they, they shy away from the turkey until they have actually look at and see all the juice in it, you know, from being barbecued at, at just a lower temperature. And that's the secret, I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. He's, up. He's off. <laughs> He's quit. He's not keen. He didn't like that. <laughs> just Sorry, roll. Come back. Yeah. No, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> all right, he's—he's. He's, I don't know if he's coming back. He's doing
1: whatever he wants. still love he, you all. It's like a kaleidoscope or something.
0: Yeah, maybe he's gone to find his barbecue thong.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, th- I think that's the key, though, because if you follow the instructions
2: on a uh, uh, a typical turkey and you follow those to the letter that you will massively overcook your turkey so actually you know if you're people into barbecue into checking temperatures and stuff so you actually nail it on the head and with with a a thermometer you're checking all the time so you nail it on the head you get it right you know if you're just cooking to time as suggested on the packets usually you're going to massively overcook it so the thermometer is the way forward
4: Oh, well, were you just checking on your
3: turkey? <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to me? <laughs> yeah, I was checking, checking on a turkey. Now, the thing is that, to me, I, I agree with the thermometer is the thing that to keep check. but a lot of people uh, in the oven think they need to stuff their turkey, and that's where they really go wrong. It's like, you know, uh, you can't use the turkey to shield the, the stuffing, you know, and when the stuffing is cooked, the turkey is dry. That's not a good idea. And I think that's where people get the experience of dry Turkey. And, uh, it's not necessary. And I think barbecue people don't have that problem because they don't bother stuffing their Turkey. Yeah. yeah. They don't care about what's inside. They care about the Turkey.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Quite often I separate the thigh, th- you know, the leg, the dark meat and the white meat. And, um, I cook them separately to different temperatures. I I really love pulled turkey thigh. It's one of my absolute favourite things, and uh, it's it's sensational with a nice Alabama white sauce on. It's it's stunning it in a roll. Actually, give me give me that over um, traditional turkey any day. I think.
5: I've also seen a lot of people um spatchcock turkey to to achieve the same thing. So it cooks more evenly. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um,
5: which I think is great if you've got a big enough grill. Um, it, it just keeps everything flat and everything like sort of the same thickness. So you don't get one part that's ready and the other part that's not. So you're drying one part out to get the other up to temperature.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, something that I'm, I'm going to be looking at this year will be trusting my turkey. I mean, trusting my chickens. I've been trusting my chickens at home and, uh, and having a better success. or I feel that I've had a better success with, a more even cook across a whole bird, and uh, so if you're going to keep the bird whole, I think trusting the turkey in a in a way to protect the areas that that get dry quickly and even out the cook a bit is a is a really good way to to make sure the cooks even.
0: Yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah, we we got a couple of people watching right now, and maybe they got some questions for us because we're here to take them, right? Yeah, that's what we have for. Yeah. Got- so if, if it's not your mom, Ben, then and even if it's your mom, ask her <laughs> to... Uh... Uh,
0: mom, what do I want for Christmas? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, a yakitori, please.
3: <laughs> thong. <laughs> barbecue thong. <laughs> um, yeah, barbecue thong for your mom.
0: <laughs> Sue, Sue Stoneman's listening at the moment and she's she said she agreed with you, Raoul, about she wants to use terracotta a lot more. And she said she's gonna she said that they're really great for doing puddings in as well
3: Nice, nice. Mm. Finally, so, someone agrees with me <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> there's one nutter out there yeah, Sorry, always you. you can always find one <laughs>
0: <laughs> just loading up on the
1: <clears throat> that ping with a live question coming in yeah. What's your go-to rub on turkey, guys?
4: What would you rub your turkey with? Oh, I'm, I'm just a, a plain salt and pepper guy on turkey.
3: Yeah, me too.
4: Do you
1: yeah, rub top skin, skin, on top, top, of skin, top of the skin
4: or, or well, what do you do?
3: Well, I like sage and uh, lemon zest and butter and salt and pepper. Yeah, And under the skin. And then salt on the skin, that's it.
5: Yeah. My
2: good garlic just... the other day, that was good. Salt and pepper, thyme, I put. I like a bit of thyme sprinkled over the top.
0: Simple. I think most yeah. people keep it, keep it do keep it simple, don't they, really?
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a, a big bird. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they used a whole bottle of big wing to, uh, to cover the, uh, one bird. <laughs>
5: It's the only acceptable form of turkey bacon. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I played some of the um, Angus Oint sweet bones and butts on on some I did recently, and that was really nice as well. Quite a nice sweet rub. That was good for good flavor with a nice cherry smoke. That worked well.
0: Another question: Pork belly buck burk? Pork belly burnt ends? Are they burnt ends?
4: <laughs> I'm going to say no. <laughs> Depends on who cooks them. <laughs> I think we
0: have to say no, don't we? Really, to be honest.
2: I think they're just tasty. I mean, uh, a lot of people call them a lot of different things, they're just tasty. That's that's the main thing.
3: they're Just pork belly cubes. Yeah, they're yeah. Really, yeah.
5: They're, really, they're they're
0: candy. They're, they're not burnt. They're, yeah. I mean, they don't even fit the the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not burnt.
5: <laughs> Got another question him.
1: here. come coming. So, hi guys, sticking on the turkey. Uh, what's the best wood for
4: smoking the Christmas turkey? I'm a hickory man myself. Um, hickory uh, or probably cherry on turkey.
3: Yeah, cherry. I like I like cherry for turkey. I like uh, cherry for chicken, and I do like cherry beer. If you if you brine chicken, use cherry beer to brine the chicken, and then smoke it with uh, cherry wood, and that works on turkey just as well. Ah, oh, that's delicious. That's really <laughs> delicious.
4: <laughs> 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 I don't cherry
3: to to Yeah. 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 <laughs>
2: Cho- cherry or silver birch for me.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in the in Netherlands, we, we we use a lot of beech. <clears throat> uh, you know as a it's we smoke fish with uh, with combination of beech and oak and i i really like the idea of smoking with the wood that comes from uh, the netherlands it's kind of like in america they have all, they use the smoke wood which is available at and lo, locally i really like that idea so that in a country uh, in every country it's different you know if we all use pecan or we always use hickory which not Naturally, goes near uh, grows near where we live. Um, You don't get your specific flavor to uh, uh, your own country or your own region. I really like that idea. You know, if you're going to Africa, you get a different smoke profile. uh, Then you go uh, if you compare it to America or uh, the Netherlands or the UK. I really like that idea. So, yeah, that's that's a
4: good
3: point. Uh, Yeah, I
0: had a a message from. from a chap who listens to the podcast in New Zealand and he bought himself a barbecue and like inspired by listening to the podcast and he said that he's going to be using a lot of manuka wood which is saying that I've... Manuka? Not, yeah.
2: I've I've just yeah. been given some of that to try. So uh, you know, uh, Alison started doing it at Hot Smoke so I've just been given some to try. So I, I will be reporting back on that.
0: Cool, let me know what you think.
5: Yeah. I've, I've tried manuka smoke stuff before it's it's quite good um it's almost mesquite like
2: yeah.
0: with
5: the strength so I'd go light with it it's it's really nice flavor but it is really strong so yeah
0: yeah I mean, in my in the video that I just put up today is doing a turkey with that and I did cherry and pear with that I quite like pears and we kind of quite a nice generic Smoke flavor, which works well with most things, really.
2: Yeah, it is lovely. Got another question
1: here, guys. So, what's everyone's favorite Christmas ham methods?
3: Oh, I got a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I love ham. The the idea is, you know, you got, yeah, I like ham, but uh, you have the. American-style ham where they do like a pre-cooked ham and then basically heat it up smoke it and uh, sauce it I Really like that idea for big party if you have like I Don't know maybe a hundred people coming over you do a couple of hams big ones and People get to slice their own ham get a sandwich Get a beer you're done everybody likes it Uh, for myself I rather Uh, make my own ham and stuff it that's uh so basically brine like um uh pork tenderloin or sorry a pork loin and then stuff it with something uh fruit and then uh, then smoke it that's uh, that's how i like my ham awesome marcus
2: I, I've got a traditional ham that I do, and it's just flavours of Christmas. And you you can get these little bottles over here of um, mulling spice, and it's like a syrup, and it's got cinnamon in, it's got different spices in, and you add it to your your red wine to make a mulled wine. It, and it's like a thick syrup, so you you smoke your your ha- your ham, and um, and then you brush it with loads of this mulling syrup. And it just, the flavour is just Christmas, and you get a beautiful glaze over it, and it's wonderful. When I when I thought to try that, I just it blows me away. So I don't do it any other way now, So for me, that's the flavour of Christmas, those mulling flavours over the top. It's
4: wonderful. Awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah sounds good. Uh, for me, I like a, a traditional ham, but um, mm-hmm. I, I do like uh, glazing it with... Uh, treacle um i i find that it just gives it a really nice color on the outside and also a nice sweet sweet crust on it as well
0: yeah has anyone tried the like coca-cola ham because that was going around a while ago wasn't it no uh, not me no yeah. he revive <laughs> we'll end there <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I, don't like, I don't even like. I don't even like drinking it. so I don't feel like eating it.
4: It's quite a good, uh, quite a good marinade. I mean, we used to uh, with with game meat, um that can be quite tough. Uh, Coca Cola does um, do something to it. I'm not going to go into the scientific how and why, uh, but it does. Go on, things. go on. Have
0: a go. Yeah, have a
3: because, because <laughs> why not? I pineapple,
4: <laughs> uh, pineapple juice and. Um, like yeah, poor, pork, poor pork juice. Pork sort of um I, I'll leave that scientific side to meet it. Um yeah, he, he seems to like that side of things. Um yeah, I, I'm I'm a simple man. Cool. <laughs> Not it <works>. it doesn't <laughs>
0: yeah. matter how. Yeah. Right, guys. I think, <laughs> I, think to, I think we're gonna have to round it up now, guys. We've been going for over an hour. This is probably our world record, so we've come for the hundredth podcast being the longest ever podcast as well. So
4: luckily, there were only three questions. Yeah,
0: <laughs> have, you got, have you got? any last ones, Dan, that you want to put in before we end it, or are you, you good?
4: Why am I
1: so good? Look, I oh, no, sorry it's it's wrong podcast. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> now we we uh, we pretty much answered all it. the questions. Yeah, 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 we're happy.
0: Cool. Should we make this? Of course, this I'm
1: different? happy. Should we make if
0: this someone... the uh, new regular time slot?
2: Yeah. yeah, we can do. We can yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say guys! I think it's pretty epic what you've done. I mean, when you said you were going to be doing a podcast every week at the outset, I thought, "Crumbs, how are they going to manage it? How are they going to do it?" And actually, total respect to you guys. You've smashed it. You know, yeah. and, and yeah. you should be really proud of yourselves.
0: Thanks, Marcus. It's been difficult yeah. doing regulations
2: but
1: <laughs> I, I powered through, and uh, <laughs> I've. Had to piggyback him had for a
0: long way, but <laughs> he had to move like halfway across the world to try and get like away from me. But it hasn't worked.
1: It was too easy, so we had to put a thousand miles between us. See if it would make it more difficult.
0: We're still managing it,
4: <laughs> guys. I just want to, from Max Barbecue, just want to wish everyone a a really merry Christmas and uh, just thank everyone for for their support. Without Without you guys and without, uh, you know, the customers and that, we wouldn't be around uh, doing what we love. And, uh, yeah, just, just thank you for that. And, um, yeah, have a good Christmas.
3: Thanks, yeah. guys. And then looking forward to, uh, to a great 2018, the most Don't epic wait. barbecue year uh, so far.
4: Absolutely. We can't wait
3: for them, Rubs. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Don't wait for them.
2: 2018 stacking up to be huge from what I can see. So uh, you know, Definitely. thanks, thanks to everyone, Countrywood Smoke and all the groups and stuff, and uh, people who read the magazine, you know, and, and everyone for their support. It's amazing. Awesome. I think we
1: should bring out a range of barbecue thongs with our yeah. faces on the pouch of each, yeah. each, uh, of each one. It's a whole range. Okay. Your face. All of it.
0: Yours. <laughs> uh.
3: I think I think we should uh, keep it to to Ian then. I think uh, he's the kind of guy that he's a simple man, as he says. But he, Listen, um, it's a kind of product that away, fits right? fits in his. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I just
1: What's had time? to lower the tone. Sorry, I apologize. Yes.
3: Yeah, always. thank you, Dan. <laughs> we can always count on you, Dan. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone.
0: Yeah. Merry right.
3: Christmas. Very Merry good. Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas. If you haven't bought a Christmas-filmed book, then you can buy it on Amazon now.
1: Yes. Get yeah, buy the
0: book, guys. If you haven't already. Get a free phone. Yeah. Anyone who buys the book before Christmas, Dan will send them a free phone.
1: And yeah, so... Terms and conditions apply.
0: <laughs> terms and conditions apply. You must live in Thank Kuala Lumpur.
1: You. You. Yeah. Must live in the same building as him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you've got I some the students tuned in now. <laughs> right, uh... right. Let's we'll send it there, guys. You're going to do the outro, Dan.
1: <laughs> yeah. You can't put me to follow like this. Sing it.
0: Sing it. We Sing
1: it. wish you a smoky Christmas.
0: You were Christmas. We wish you a smoky Christmas. We wish, wish you a smoky
1: Christmas. Christmas and a smoky and New Year. A year. Smoky, <laughs> we bring. To you
3: and your turkey, we wish you were we're a smoky Christmas and, and happy Christmas. Christmas, yeah. Yo! I know now why this only lasts an hour, normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it, get, it gets we sillier apologize. after that <laughs>
3: We apologise
4: to all those kids that had to hear that.
0: <laughs> well, that, that song just gained us a new subscriber on YouTube, so it was worth it. Cheers. Yes. <laughs> That was right. fun as well. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Right. See you later, guys. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Thanks for
3: having me. Bye-bye. Yeah. Have a good one.